This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, here with Reverend Bill Marcioni. And we're supposed to talk about duality, but I have no idea which way this is going. Well, then this is a continuation of an earlier discussion about duality. And what you were talking about is the relationship you have with spirit, because Mm -hmm. you are visualizing spirit as being an entity with whom you can communicate. Although Mm -hmm. you know that there is only one and that divine power and presence is within. Am I, am I getting that right? That you have, uh, right. that dichotomy and the offensive way that I can think of describing that is as an imaginary friend. Now, when kids have an imaginary friend, they carry on both sides of the conversation, but there's only one kid there. So Mm -hmm. it can be helpful to anthropomorphize that entity so that you can have a structure or a framework for having communication. Because we are used to saying something to another person and then listening to what the other person says back to us. Mm -hmm. And having that all go on in our own minds, in our imagination, that can lead to all sorts of distraction. So by being able to identify that which you are perceiving as the divine, And you can wrap it up in the 100% good, love, power, strength, the ideal. And when you're focusing on that infinite creative power, you identify that, which you can objectify as being outside of yourself. But that's just in your imagination. That's the way that you're setting it up so that you can have a relationship with that divine power and presence, which is within you. Okay. Okay. Maybe okay. I get what you're saying. (laughs) You're backing down from okay. <laughs> I'm backing down a little bit. Um, I get it. Yes, 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 and yes. However, I'll, and I'm getting conversations that we've had offline with the one we're having now, so I'm not sure what I said to you when. But there were times in my life when, and I, and like not every day, but times in my life, specific times when, I, I guess, imagine the divine saying things to me that significantly changed the situation, like a thousand percent. I can't deny those times. Oh, so no, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying not to saying... figure out how, who was talking to me then? How was that, you know, how was that working? Because the, nothing in me was working. It didn't yeah, seem like And the reason that it sounds offensive is because the imaginary friend isn't that you're imagining the stuff that's coming through. 
what you're imagining is that ability to objectify and have an entity, somebody outside of yourself that you're talking to, the messages come through. The still small voice from that infinite power that abides within is real. That is, that is our intuition. That is our guidance. That is the divine. That's our highest and best that's unfolding. And that's available to us. And it's available to everyone when we understand that that divine power and presence is within. And if you set it up in your construct so that when you're communicating with the divine, you're thinking of it as something that's outside of yourself, just because that makes it easier for you to think about. It doesn't change the situation. That's why I'm saying imaginary. Having that structure so that you can have that relationship with the infant the same way that you would with uh, your beloved um, lets you have that communication and that, that interaction. The content that's coming through, the message, the insight, the knowledge, the guidance is all very real. Okay, so as you know, like I am on a quest to get it right. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I'm not not believing anything. I believe it. Okay, so stay with me for a second. Okay. I want to get this right. Here's my fear. I'm afraid if I let go of the way I saw or see the divine inside, like speaking to me, I don't want that voice to stop. Hmm. You know, because if I look at me, like, you know, I've been pretty crappy. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I get it right. But to tell you the honest to God truth, I would not depend on me. I wouldn't put, you know, I wouldn't put my money on me. But spirit in there, I trust. And if I take away that, I guess this duality, which I'm perfectly willing to do if I understand how it is, I don't want to lose that voice that has, you know, pulled me out of so many crazy situations and not just in extreme circumstances, but on a daily basis gives me guidance and encouragement and direction. And, you know, even, yeah, yeah. you're not going to lose it. You're not going to lose the, the, the connection, the relationship with the divine. You can't, you are an expression of a part of that divine presence. You can't lose it. You can't get away from the connection. The only thing you can do is stop listening to it. And you have very clearly stated that you're not going to stop listening. You are not going to intentionally disconnect yourself. So what's going to happen and probably already is happening is your understanding of your relationship with the divine is changing. At some point, you will notice yourself realizing that it's all God, that it's all spirit, that you can still communicate the same way that you have been. And when you say, okay, spirit, you realize that you're not talking to some distant entity outside of yourself, but instead what you're doing is you are focusing your attention on that divine presence that's within. And you'll notice that you've changed your approach. It won't change the content at all. What'll happen is as you do that, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be closer to that feeling of oneness all the time. And the thing that you're going to lose that's going to go away is the notion that you had and you described this many, many episodes ago about when you would be going into the club and you leave God in the car. You lose the ability to do that because that divine 
presence isn't dwelling, it's going into the club, whether you think that you're going to go by yourself or not. <laughs> God's going into the club with you. God just doesn't care what you do. Yeah. Which might bring up another thing. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I trust that one day I'm going to say, oh, wow, this is different. It'll probably be like that. What I find for myself is that I just notice that I'm either saying things or thinking things that are much more unified and much more gentle, usually, than the way that I used to think of them. Gentle. We beat ourselves up internally so much. The dialogue that goes on inside of my head, and from what I've heard talking to other people from most of us, we say things to ourselves, we scream at ourselves in ways that we would be very hesitant to do to somebody else in the world. And what I found is I've become more aware of that indwelling presence and spirit. The language has tended to get gentler when I'm beating myself up, when I'm evaluating what's happened. There's some numbers of years ago, the reason that I noticed this is I was at the convenience store. I was at the Wawa and I got a huge beverage. It was actually club soda with a, a bunch of lemon juice mixed into it. It wasn't actually a really sticky soda. And I brought it over to the register and as I was putting it down, the lid came off, the thing collapsed, it fell and then it tipped over into the cashier's space and just a complete mess. And the thing that happened in my head is normally I would just, well, you idiot. <laughs> what a clod, what a klutz, and just like start demeaning myself instantly. And instead, what my mind said is, wow, I wish that hadn't happened. And that was true. I wish that hadn't happened. And I said it out loud. And the cashier says, this happens about six times a day. Don't worry about it. And she got out the rag that she uses. And I said, good thing it was just club soda. He said, she says, well, that's actually going to make everything else back here a little cleaner. <laughs> and the difference for me was that I noticed that the transformation as I was more aware of that divine presence within is I was connected with it and it was with me. So it wasn't really a place for me to be beaten up on myself. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm looking forward to that happening. <laughs> I don't beat up on myself much anymore. But I'm not sure it's about the divine. It's just, like, just don't do that. You know, just, that was not cool. Try to do something else with that. Yeah, well, we learn that it's not productive or helpful or comfortable. And then we can use that to say, well, let me do something different. The awareness of the divinity within us, when it gets us to say, well, that's God in there. I'm, I'm not, not beating up on God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Okay. It'll take another couple episodes, I think. I'll work on it in between <laughs> episodes. You, you, you got some time. And it's, it's, a, it's a slow transition. It's the sort of thing, like I said, when I noticed that was an event, but I noticed that that had been happening over the course of months or years of me going easier on myself. Hmm. There's actually a great exercise that we can do. and we, we do it in class from time to time. Let's take a break, and then I'll give you the exercise. Good. Okay. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, 
gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, continuing our conversation on duality. You got something for us, an exercise or something? Yeah, this is a wonderful way of harnessing those little voices in our head. You know, a committee that tells you that you're an idiot, made a mistake, there's nothing's going to work, the bank balance is overdrawn, that person doesn't love you, they're not going to call, all the rest of those things. And when we wake up in the middle of the night, it's that cacophony that's going on in our heads. And Everybody has it. I call it my committee. And sometimes the committee meetings are very unproductive. And sometimes I notice that what my committee is talking about is things that I never even thought of. It's like, where did that come from? Who is thinking these things? It's because it doesn't seem to have anything to do with me. But what we can do is because our minds have a tendency to do that anyway, is we can change the language. We can do what we call rapid pace affirmations, RPAs. And rapid pace affirmation, and you can make the affirmations be anything you want. I like to make them really short. I am, and then a word. So I am worthy. I am prosperous. I am beautiful. I am enough. I am loved. I am good. I am kind. I am worthy. I am prosperous. I am joyous. And just come up with a sequence of them and just repeat that over and over again. Go around in a circle. Because if there's going to be voices in my head telling me something about myself, they might as well be saying something nice. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am trustworthy. I am loved. I am enough. I am adequate to the situation. I am good. I am fabulous. That works. It does. Yeah. It does. And it does two things. First of all, it's really nice to hear that. (laughs) And second of all, it gets those voices to say something that we actually want to hear. Hmm. So we're not stopping the voices in our head. We're just changing the content. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to do is to do some rapid pace affirmations to get the cycle going for a while and then dismiss the committee. Okay, meeting's over. (laughs) So they don't get a chance to speak. Well, no, what happens is when they come back speaking again, they're doing the rapid pace affirmations. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) If they're working anyway, they might as well be working on my project. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. I get it. I like it. It works. I I um I used to have years ago that committee that just called a meeting whenever it felt like calling a me a meeting. And mm-hmm. I felt like I was just sitting there always getting beat up until I and I didn't know anything about affirmations or rapid va- uh, affirmations or anything. 
And I just like trounced him one time with language I don't, would not use on this podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I gave a good, you know, to all of them. <laughs> I'm sick of you and I don't want to hear it anymore. It shut Did the stop? meeting. It would shut the meeting down, but it, you know, I, there has to be a balance or something to replace it. Right. And yeah, you so want to create a I, vacuum there because something else will come in to replace it. Yeah. So, yeah, there would be that vacuum and, and I'd, I'd hold it together. You know, I'd hold myself together and not hear that and I'd hold myself together for a while. And, and then I just started being more gentle to myself, you know, and I thought, and this didn't fix, this is not the fix you're talking about, but it was the band-aid until you came along. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're this kind of jerk, okay. But so are a lot of other people. So don't sweat it. Just take your little jerk self on and do the best you can. And, you know, I mean, it works until this is better, until something better. Well, until New Thought came along and um, just changed, just changed everything. Just changed everything. Um, Because, yeah, yeah, because if you know what you think about God. Now, if you think God is this big, mean cosmic Santa Claus in the sky that gives good stuff or has a stick to beat you on it, that's not going to help you very much. If you can only just think of the good guy, okay, fine, all right, but you got to get together what you really think about God. And I preferred always to think about God as one of grace, an entity of grace and love and kindness. And as I focus more on that, and then understanding that that is within me, I said, well, yeah, you know, because there's a cool side of me. So if that's the God side, let's see if I can let that happen a little bit more often. Hmm. Uh, That's just the way I work through things. Beautiful. And what happens is if we're identifying that entity, that God presence outside of us, and even if it's the good, benevolent, beneficial, loving God, since it is... God, and when we objectify it outside of ourselves, uh, it has some volition. So if this infinitely powerful entity can do anything for us, and there are times when it doesn't do something that we want, that takes us right back into the trap of God deciding that we don't deserve it. Yes. Yes. So even even if God doesn't have a stick, God's holding out my goodies. Mm Mm-hmm. And what do I have to do to jump up high enough in order to get them? Exactly. And, and that's the, the slippery slope of having an external deity. Now, when we turn ourselves to the awareness that that divine presence is within, then we open ourselves up to intuition. The infinite intelligence that exists everywhere in the universe that's available to me is showing up as that still small voice, guiding my steps and suggesting what is going to be the most productive or helpful or peaceful or harmonious thing for me to do next or a series of things for me to do next when i open myself up to that infinite abundance then i get to live a life of prosperity because i'm in the flow of that divine goodness it's done unto me as i believe so as i become more and more open to that divine presence and all of the different aspects of it the good starts showing up in my life in lots and lots of different ways and I'm no longer eligible to beat myself up the way that I used to because that's not the way the divine power and presence within me that is me is going to treat me. 
you do know that you just said a whole lot, right? Oh, yeah. You do understand. Yeah. Okay. I just oh, yeah. want to make sure you... This is, this is like Christmas morning. You get to unwrap it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next Christmas, you'll still be unwrapping. That's a lot, which is which is wonderful. You know, it's, you have to have the desire or be in a place where you want to stick with it, you know, because there's... For me, it's like I would get in situations in my life and what was happening to me or the interpretation of God that was given to me was counter to what I believed about God and maybe what I wanted to believe about God. But, you know, it was just too much conflict. It wasn't working. And I was not willing to give up my perception of the nature of God. I just couldn't see it. So all that you said was so much uh, for me to absorb but it worked because I said, okay, this you're talking about the good, the good nature, the positive God, and I don't want this other thing that has been threatening my, you know, my peace and all of that and my um, mental stability. I don't want that. I want this. And so you give up anything. There's no price that is too high to pay for getting what you really, really want. You know, but it's getting what you want. And I wanted to know the God that I really exi believed existed and everything about that God. And anything contrary to that, I was willing to throw away instantly. Now, once I have that, living with that and believing that, that one, maybe that I'm worthy of it. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the word I want to use, but... It's kind of working my way into the okayness with God being within me. So I don't have a problem with the good part of God. I think I had a problem with the negative part of me. Hmm. And How can they coexist? Yeah, yeah, yes. Because there is that teaching that um, that there's um, an old, the, the term is an old man and a new man that lives inside, you know. So that ugly side is always there. And you got to let the good side overtake the, the ugly side. Well, that's a heck of a lot of work because real life happens. And the ugly side is, is come on, you know, like, is God even, is God winning here or not? You know, and it, to me, it just comes down to that either. That's why it's no devil. You know, how's God going to be in a war or a conflict with a, a devil or lesser being? That's no fight. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that's contrary to the entire New Thought teaching. Mm -hmm. Because the teaching is based on oneness, that there is one power, one presence, one creator. And that's the, I go over this all the time. It's the story from Genesis. It's the creation story from in the beginning was the word. It's the Big Bang. It's every creation story. We There was just God. And then God began sharing itself as its creation. So everything can trace itself back to God. Everything is God expressed in its own way. So if, in fact, there were a devil, what created the devil? Well, that would be God. So that would be God showing up as the devil. Right now, God is showing up as me and showing up as you, and we're having a conversation because you don't know what I'm going to say next, and I don't know what you're going to say next, and that's where the excitement comes from. When we identify God as that, that entity out there, then we might as well give our imaginary friend a playmate. 
which is the one that does the stuff that we don't like. And now we have the devil. And the, we can let the two of them play and interact. And when something bad happens, we can blame one of them and say that the other one let it happen. And and, and it's game on, because now we've introduced that sense of separation. And then we get to have judgment about it. And we get to sit over here just being victims while the God and the devil duke it out. And how could God let that happen? And if there is no devil, then why do these bad things happen? Because it's possible for things that we call bad to happen. Our sun exploding, that would be bad as far as I'm concerned. Then again, that's how the creative process works. It's a big bang. <laughs> and the universe is continuing to bang. Now, it would be uncomfortable for me, and it would be really bad for real estate values here, for our sun to explode. Big picture, that's what happens all the time. Same thing with death, the word, you know, genocide, lots of people getting killed. And it's bad. I describe that as bad. I'm willing to fight against that. I'm willing to, to toe the line and know that is not okay with me. And everybody who's ever been born has a fixed timeline here. And murder is simply changing the timeline for the convenience of the other people who are here. I don't like it. I do not agree with it. I think that that is a way that civilized people in society can't treat each other and should not treat each other. So I'm willing to take a stand on that in the world. But that's part of the same creative process, the same unfolding of life as everything. Mm -hmm. Again, that's a lot. And Be I did not just come out in favor of genocide. I am against I genocide. Okay. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to be clear about that. I got you. Yeah, I understand that. I'm I'm still unraveling what you said about the imaginary entities. I just think it's like a convenience, a convenient way to explain away uh, bad things happening, and I don't have to be responsible for it. You know, it's another entity that did it, or another entity that enticed me to do it. I would prefer to just do away with that entity and deal straight with spirit, just straight with the divine. And we'll fix this thing together. Now, I know that's me still saying that the divine is separate. I'm getting there. Honest to goodness, I'm at the door. It's <laughs> going to take <laughs> just There's take not a, a hurry. little bit. Okay. There's not a hurry. This is a, this is a slow transformation. This is the slow reveal. I have a an advantage because I do a lot of things on video. So and I edit my own videos, so I can hear myself. And there are times when I'm thinking, "Oh, that is not correct." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be frustrated, but then now I just laugh because I can recognize it. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't want Marcioni to hear that. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you're putting me in judgment of you? That's cool. No, you're my teacher, right? And I respect you that way. So, you know, I know you think about it as a pedestal, but it's not. It's, it's you're the teacher. I asked, Now, I asked spirit, okay, I'm just telling it the way I tell it. I asked spirit for a teacher to talk to. I'm good friends with the Ascended Masters, and they love me and I love them, you know. Call them imaginary, I don't care. I can talk to them whenever I want to, spend time with them whenever I want to. However, 
I'm still here on earth on the planet and I needed somebody. So I asked spirit for somebody and along you came. So I don't put my teacher on a pedestal. I put my teacher in the place of respect as, you know, this is the one God sent. This is the one I need to listen to. Apparently, this is the one that has what I requested or what I need right now. And so I honor you that way. That's it. Okay. Well, and, and, and thank you in that case. No, so thanks. Um, you were in, you know, you answered, you were in the neighborhood. He sent you. you. You almost teed me up to talk about the four kingdoms of consciousness, but we're going to save that for another episode. Let's okay. take a break and come back and do a prayer with rapid pace affirmations. Great. Okay. Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now at GodCall.org. back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, and we had an amazing conversation, starting with duality, and we just got into all kind of deep, crazy stuff. Yeah, so, and we talked about rapid pace affirmations. Yes. And that's yes. going to be our closing prayer today. That is magic, by the way. It's wonderful to replace yes. the voices in our heads that are saying all sorts of crazy, mean things with things that we would much prefer having. So mm -hmm. let's bring that into the prayer. As I do the rapid pace affirmations, I'm going to speak them in the first person. So I invite everybody who's listening to accept them for yourself also in the first person. So when I say I am worthy, know that you, you are worthy too. And take that I am as your I am. And we'll begin by opening our awareness of that infinite creative power, that divine intelligence, that one presence that is everything, that creates everything, that knows everything, that is the actor and the substance and the energy in everything, in every one and every moment and every activity. There is only that one infinite power and presence expressing, revealing, and unfolding itself through all of its creation. Knowing that there is only the one and everything is part of that one, I know that I am part of that one as well. I am an expression of that infinite divine presence. And so is each one listening to this prayer. We are each and all that divine presence taking our own particular form. And from that place of awareness of the divinity, that's the truth of who and what we are, 
I speak these affirmations. I am worthy. I am prosperous. I am enough. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am gifted. I am loved. This is the truth, and nothing stands in the way of it. I am worthy. I am prosperous. I am enough. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am gifted. I am loved. And I invite each one listening to repeat these for yourself whenever you want to, to allow those dissonant voices that sometimes show up in the middle of the night, in the middle of extraneous thoughts, saying things that are not true, to replace it with this truth. I am worthy. I am prosperous. I am enough. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am gifted. I am loved. And one more time. I am worthy. I am prosperous. I am enough. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am gifted. I am loved. And I am grateful to know this truth for myself and for everyone within the sound of my voice. And with this feeling of thanks for good unfolding for the new awareness of my worthiness, prosperity, enoughness, beauty, power, giftedness, and lovingness. With gratitude for this good and more, I speak this word of intention and I release it into the creative law that has created everything, allowing it to reveal and unfold and express this new truth now. I let it be. And so it is. And so Amen. it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.